This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a look at Iowa State's football training camp with Ryan Harklaw and Eric Heft of the Cyclone Radio Network. We'll get their thoughts on what they've seen so far and what they anticipate in the coming season as the final week of training camp approaches and then it's on to game preparation for Southeast Missouri State. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Ryan Harklaw and Eric Heft. Guys, as we record this, we have a, a full week remaining of fall camp, and then it's on to game week preparation for Southeast Missouri State. And we'll do these throughout the season just to kind of preview each game. But right for today, I just wanted to get your impressions overall of what you've seen at practices throughout camp. I had a chance to go to, to practice this week. I dropped my daughter off at Iowa State. And so that's the next generation going to the right place. And after getting that done, and I ran out to practice and I think that the number one thing that I that I could see at practice that's going to stand out is the team speed. Um, it pops off the chart. It's something I honestly I've not think I've ever seen at Iowa State is the team speed at that level, um, at every position, whether it's the defensive back, uh, the running backs, the wide receivers, the defensive line. You you name it, the team speed is everywhere. So, you know they're they're putting a lot of things together and they're competing right now to find the starters. But as an overall team, the thing that stood out very obvious to me was the team speed was something that we've not seen before. It's just something a little bit different. And it's, it's uh, it's really good to see. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Not just team speed, but you look at the secondary and wide receivers, the depth that you have there and depth with speed, I think can, can really make a big difference. You know, you look at our league and it's morphed more into a running league, but there's still some teams, you know, that are going to throw the football a lot. And I really like the way, uh, that they fly around on the back end of that defense. I think it's going to be – I could be Iowa State's best secondary they've had in a long time. I agree, Eric. You look at that secondary, they're not just fast or big. You know, when you have a guy like Bo Freeler back there and you would swear he's an outside linebacker, a middle linebacker, not a safety, but he can run. And then you put a cornerback back there that's now a safety with Anthony Johnson. And, uh, and then those two corners right now are playing really good football right now when I was at practice this week, Miles purchased last year, just slowly came on. He became a, our, probably our, our best corner last year at the end of the year, and he looks great this fall so far. So I agree. Like that back end of that defense right now looks really, really good. Uh, you mentioned the size, the height too, like Verdon is back there, Travion McGee, uh, Trayvon Howard. Those guys have some size back there too, some height, uh, some wingspan. And you throw in when Darian Porter's playing at corner, that's that's a 6'3", 6'4", corner too, who, who can really run. So uh, I think that's going to be – could be a real focal point, strong point of this football team. Guys, let's talk about the uh, quarterback position. And, and Hunter Deckers is really lean right now, moves around great. Listed playing weight last year was 235. It's 206 now. Now, I I don't know if he was ever actually 235 last year, but, I mean, he is probably a good 20 pounds lighter than he was last season right now. In your mind, advantages, disadvantages of having him down, you know, about 20 pounds from his playing weight a year ago. That was strategic. <laughs> you know, they wanted him to be a little bit lighter. Uh, he, they wanted him to be able to move. Uh, I think you'll see him pull the ball and run a lot more than we maybe have in the past. And, you know, Brock did obviously a lot of have some iconic runs, you know, throughout his career, but he was, he was, he was wanting to pass the ball. And, and 
Look, Hunter can get the ball out, and he has a great arm, but his speed is outstanding. So he is a truly going to be a, a dual-threat quarterback where he will run the ball uh, multiple times a game. I'm, you know, five to ten times a game, I think you'll see him pull that thing and run, which is a lot more than we've seen in the past. So, again, I think that was by design to get him to that size, uh, and he looks really good right now uh, moving around uh, on that field, whether it's sitting in the pocket or even getting outside the pocket. And that's probably just a little bit of difference you'll see with him versus uh, Brock is that he's taller. He can sit in the pocket where Brock, just his size, you know, he can't see over those big guys. So was, he, he was a little bit better outside the pocket than he was in. And Hunter will sit in there a little bit more than what we've seen in the past because of that his, his stature of how tall he is. But, again, it was a strategic move, I believe, and he looks really good right now. I'm kind of surprised he's that low, but I probably would have preferred myself maybe losing 10 rather than 20. But I tell you, the thing that's most important to me about Hunter is his confidence level. And I think he feels great at that weight, at 205 or whatever it is. And the confidence factor for him, I, th I think, is going to be the biggest thing throughout the course of the season. We're going to talk about, you know, your offense, your defense, you know, comes down to you lose key players all over the field, especially on offense. And it comes down to can you do you have the confidence to make the plays when you have to make them? And I think anything that's going to bolster Hunter's uh, confidence when he's a very confident guy for sure, I think it's going to bode really well for Iowa State going forward. Him staying healthy is going to be absolutely key to this season. You know, he is going to be a huge part of this offense. And not that Brock wasn't in the past, but Brees was there. Charlie's around him. Xavier's on the outside. Obviously, he's still there. But this offense run the way they're going to do it. The key – he has to stay healthy this year. And so, I, yeah, you do want a little bit bigger size back there if you can. But at the same time, if he can stay healthy, um, that is going to be a big-time key to our season this year is keeping him healthy throughout the year. And Eric mentioned the confidence that Hunter Deckers has, which I completely agree with. I think he's a, a very confident kid, and probably a lot of that just from the success he's had at pretty much every sport he's ever played. He's a great baseball player, great basketball player, a good golfer. I mean, he can do just about anything. But I think equally important is the confidence those guys around him have in him. And I think there's a lot of confidence on that offense right now in Hunter Deckers. There is. The thing I saw last year that I loved with, for Hunter was actually at Oklahoma. And when Brock got hit, knocked out, and they're checking him out, he's going through concussion protocol. And Hunter comes in, first play, throws an interception. Next series comes back in and goes and drives on a long drive for a touchdown. In the meantime, Brock comes back out and is ready to play in the game. They pull Hunter at that time and put Brock in. Hunter was visibly upset. And like any athlete or anyone wanting to compete, they want to be on the field at all times. And I think last year, Hunter was already starting to become a leader on that team. People are attracted to him. The receivers are. The offensive linemen are. He has a really, really strong ability to connect to his football team, and he already was doing it as a backup last year. And that is a big part of what he'll have to do this year. He has to be the leader of that offense. And I think he will be because of that confidence that Eric was talking about. He, he has the ability to attract these people. They want to play with him and for him because of his personality. Park, you mentioned last year in the Oklahoma game. But, you know, I think even in practice, you could just kind of sense the confidence the other players had in Hunter as well as Brock. I mean, they, they felt really comfortable when he was out there taking reps. And I think that really shows because a lot of times you get that second guy in there and, and the confidence level of your other players isn't the same. But I I thought he commanded everything super well last year when he had his opportunity in games, but even more so in practice, established himself as an up-and-coming leader of this football team. 
Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Guys, the running backs have all had their moments during camp, and we all saw flashes in the past, even if it was just spring football with Cartavius Norton. But do we play all four? They all have something different to offer. I think you know, you've got a little more power, a couple of guys, and, and great speed, and Sanders, and the elusiveness of Deion Silas, the experience and leadership of Jirel Brock. I mean, you've got all these guys with something to give. You know, maybe Norton may be the most, I guess, have the most of those traits at the same time, but he's the least experienced. Uh, I think it's a really good room. We'll see how they perform on game day. I agree. And you look at Jarrell, he's never done anything to disappoint. Every time he's been in the game right. and given an opportunity when when Brees was out, he's done his job and done a very good job. And so he has to compete at a high level. It was noticeable at practice. He knows that these guys are on his heels, you know. And so I think you're going to see him for sure as, as the bell cow right away to start the season. You know, just get everyone into the flow. But Eli, I think, will be one of the guys that will come in initially. And then as throughout the season, the freshman, Cartavius Norton, that kid is special. I'll tell you what, if we had a running back like that, it looks like that coming out of high school. When I was in high school, we'd have been a lot better football team in high school because uh, they don't look like that normally. So uh, I'm excited for the Cyclone fans to see him. He is already ready to play Division One football at the Power 5 level. He is, he is a pretty special athlete right now. You know, that third receiver is going to be a, a good competition, too, because we know Jalen Noll and, and Xavier Hutchinson are going to be two of the three. But who's going to be the third guy? And you've got Darren Wilson and Sean Shaw. and You've got Dimitri Stanley. You've got Daniel Jackson. And I'm probably leaving a couple out, but there's some good competition there. And kind of like Eric just said for the running backs, you know, they all kind of bring something different to the table. But uh, I, I'm sure they'll all play. I'm just curious which one might emerge as the one that starts games. Not that that's going to be huge because I think they will all play right now. I would think it, it, it would be Darren Wilson. I mean, I think he's a guy that's been through the program, understands what they want. He's really improved as a blocker. He's a great competitor and he's got outstanding speed as well. I, I think his experience, uh, Dimitri Stanley is one of those guys who has tremendous speed. He's got to get into the system. He wasn't here for spring. And of course, Sean Shaw is a guy that's just done a good job over the years when he's been healthy. He's been bugged by injuries, but he's gives you that big target that we really had with the tight ends in the past. Now he's that big target we can use in a lot of different ways as well. That Dimitri Stanley, so watching him in practice, he hit, we were talking about team speed to start this. He Ooh. can take a top off of defense. He can get down the field fast. Yeah, he is. He is quick. There is no doubt about it. And I, li- I like Daniel Jackson too. I think Daniel yep. made some great strides and is ready to play a bigger role too. Let's move on to the tight ends for a moment because uh, there is where the conversation is wide open after, you know, what was lost off last year's roster. So jump in there. Tell me what you think of the tight end position. I'm glad Jared Russ is back. Yes. You know, when you look at what he did last year, all Big 12 performer, uh, it's really nice to have him back. When you look at who's left in the group, when I say left, there's some talent in the group, but you're replacing two NFL tight ends. They're both having – I think Charlie is hurt right now, but Chase is having a great camp in Chicago right now. Those were those are really good football players. Uh, obviously, Easton uh, Dean's going to be a, a one that you'll probably see start right away. Um, I, I also like Deshaun Hanica, you know, as a receiver and his ability to move on the outside and his overall speed. So, like on the passing downs, I see he's the the downfield threat. You know, when you're talking about re- as a receiver. Um, and then I heard Tyler Moore's having a really good camp, you know, and so there's a lot of competition in that room right now. Uh, 
Jared Russ is by far the starter, I think, when you look at his pass when he's done. But I think the next tight end, you're going two tight sets. I think that Easton Dean is probably your day one starter, but there's three or four guys behind him that can play. You know, I think the biggest thing is you, we lost two, two of maybe the best tight ends in Iowa State history, you know, in Charlie and Chase. Uh, we lost Dylan Sainter the year before. I, I, I think it's one of those things the offense is going to evolve. And maybe when you're on third down, you're not playing two tight ends who are great big targets. Maybe that's where Sean Shaw can really help. Uh, so as far as the player, I totally agree with you, Ark, that uh, Jared Russ is going to be a real key thing. He's, he's such a terrific blocker, first of all. And he's shown the ability to make catches as well. I just think he, he's going to be that everyday guy that you have to have in that position. Yeah, I'm going to put the over under Jared Russ touchdown receptions this year at five and a half. And, and, and I think he's going to go over because uh, they didn't use him a lot in that role last year, but I, I just feel like that's something that will be there for checkdowns and a really quality, dependable check down for Hunter Deckers and Jared Russ. I, I think they can find some ways and Tom Manning's good at scheming. I expect Jared Russ to catch some touchdowns this year. He'll have a few rushing touchdowns too, I believe. I, I mean, I think he may get the ball, you know, yeah, in the backfield. Mix them in. Yeah, yeah they mix will. Them in. So he, I, I, I agree with you. He may have five and a half. I don't know if they're all receiving, but he will get a <laughs> shot uh, out of the backfield as well. So he, he, he is such, he's been such a good player for us and a good leader as well. He's a past walk-on. That's the cool thing about someone like that that's earned his way in, in a very deep, talented tight end room. And you're coming in as a walk-on. And he's competed every single day to get to the table. And now he's the all big 12 player, you know, when you, you maybe had your back to the wall and you're behind the eight ball there as a player, as a walk-on, he earned his way onto the field and has, has done a really good job for us. Yeah. And we really haven't explored totally his pass catching ability. I think he caught seven or seven or eight balls a year ago, <clears throat> but at the same time, we had other guys to target at that position. He's going to be a guy that's going to have more opportunities simply because his role is going to be greatly expanded in terms of the passing game. Yeah, and I think he's a guy that won't come off the field much. I think he's a guy they're going to want out there a lot. Not only does Authentic Brand create the finest Cyclone apparel, they also offer the same premium gear for your company's branding. Get connected to one of their authorized project partners at authentic-brand.com project. Let's move on to the offensive line, guys. And, uh, you know, last year, out of necessity and injuries, really, they played five guards, essentially. <laughs> and we see basketball coaches do that, but uh, rare for offensive line coaches to do it. Now it looks more like a, a true offensive line. What do you guys think about the, you know, true tackles out there now, a couple really good guards, and then I think one of the best centers in the country with Trevor Downing moving to that spot this year. Tyler Miller came a long way last year when throughout the entire season in that Clemson game. And when you look at that Clemson game, when you're talking about a true tackle, the first couple series, he was just a step slow, a little tentative. I didn't think he was playing great football that first two or three series. Then he got into the flow of the game. And I thought he had a great football game beyond that first couple yeah. series. He got comfortable and I get it. It is nerve wracking. Clemson was throwing some great athletes yeah. out at him and speed. Like you can't believe once he settled in, it looked really good when you have that big a guy, you know, out there at playing tackle. We just were, like you said, used to five guards out there. And if he can play like he did uh, through that Clemson game throughout this year, that is going to be big time key for us because, you know, I think Jared Hufford's going to be, I love him watching how he plays. He's a nasty in the inside. He does a really good job. Trevor is really good uh, center for us. Nasty on the inside as well. But if you can get that tackle, 
to give Hunter that little bit of time to make that throw down the field, that's going to be a lot of the key to this offense is do we give him enough time to get downfield? Because that's where Hunter can give us a, a competitive advantage is the way he can throw that deep ball. And so those tackles are going to play a big part this season. If your offensive line is good, uh, it makes everybody else so much better on that offense. It gives the quarterback time to make decisions, get get through his progressions, and it gives the running backs opportunities to have have success. It's not like the offensive line wasn't good last year. It was just it was a, a, a little strangely formed because of the situation uh, with injuries. But hopefully these guys can step up. And, and looking forward to seeing Tyler. You mentioned you know the start of the Clemson game. You know he's hard to play a snap really before that game. Want <clears throat> him to come in and get your first start against that talent. But I love how he played in that game, how he responded to, to some adversity early in the game. Uh, and I think he's going to be a key to that offensive line as well because you know, the guy you didn't, we didn't mention inside, too, is Daryl Simmons. He's a, he's a three-year starter. He, he's a guy that, that can really do the job inside. So if the interior three, I think, are going to be really strong. Hopefully there's depth, you know, because, you know, uh, Jake Remsburg has been dinged up. We'll see, a, is Grant Triber ready to step up to that spot? Or is Brady Peterson going to move out there? There's just a lot of different things, you know, that, that – uh, can happen in that offensive line in terms of injuries. I hope this is the year there's positional depth, if you will, with extra tackles and a couple of guys inside who are ready to step in if somebody gets dinged. Yeah, and I think uh, Tyler Morrow is another guy in in that mix of tackle yeah. that they're really high on too. And, and guys, that right tackle spot, you got to flip it, you know, because usually you think of the left tackle as so critical because it's protecting the quarterback's blind side, but now it's that right side that that's going to be protecting Hunter's blind side. That's yeah, great. Point. You look at yeah, and you look at Tyler Morrow. You talked about him. I went the first. I've been to two practices now. I went to the first one and. They do a drill where it's one-on-one -on -one defensive line versus offensive line where it's just blocking straight ahead and the defensive lineman's trying to shed. And you and I'm going to tell you, Tyler Morrow is a nasty in a good way. And he stood out in that drill where he's going head-to-head -head against our starters and Isaiah Lee, and he was able to get there as a freshman. Uh, he's a kid that is really physical, and he popped off the charts at me the first practice. So I think down the road, that is a kid I'm really excited to see play a lot of football. Uh, because of how physical and tough he is and his size. He looks like he weighs, you know, probably 250 pounds, but they're saying he weighs 286 pounds. The kid has a frame for like 320. So I think as you see this kid progress, he's really athletic, really big, but his physical, just he's a physical, physical player already as a freshman. So I am excited to see him develop as well throughout this season. And we had the chance to talk to Jeff Myers yesterday and, and about the offensive line. And then, of course, we transitioned and talked to him a little bit about what they see in practice from that defensive line. And he said, man, Isaiah Lee, uh, Trevor Downing is just so much fun to watch that battle in practice. And he said that those guys just get after each other and they're really helping each other get better. And then, of course, he said with Bull McDonald, uh, you know, for our tackles, that's just such a great thing to see in practice every day because you're not going to see anything better. So let's talk about that defensive line. And guys, do you think they go big like they did last year with any and they start, you know, with Isaiah Lee and Singleton out there? Or do you or do they go with more of a true defensive end, a guy like Blake Peterson, maybe? Again, all these guys are going to play, but it'll be curious curious to see how they approach it. It is. They are deep at the defensive line right now. I I've said for a long time and I and they're not you know, I don't know what their plans are, but they have so many defensive linemen right now. They could go a four-man front real easy. And when you look at Isaiah Lee is the nose you tackle for sure. He's staying inside. I think he stays on the inside throughout the entire year. But then 
on the outside, you have Blake Peterson, who's earned his spot and a chance to play outside. Jared Singleton, who was dinged up a lot of last year as a freshman, but had a great year. And then there's a kid called Tyler Onyetum that you'll see this year that is an outstanding football player, defensive lineman, that is going to be on the both inside and outside. And then there's an, an individual, Dominic Orange is his name, and you'll see him play on the inside, I think, for the most part. He may bounce out to the outside, but he's more of an inside guy. So in my opinion, what helps that defense, you have to hold the corners. You have to have an edge in that defense. And that's where Eddie was so good is they they couldn't push him around. He was like another nose guard sitting on the outside of your defense. And I Blake will be in there a lot for the pass rush and in different times of, of situational. But I think you're going to see like a guy like Jr. Tyler on yep. the outside playing opposite of, of McDonald and which is going to free Will up on the other side. So I feel like you're going to see some of the bigger guys on the outside versus some of the speed. Well, Harky, as you well know, depth is so important in a position where you're getting hit on every single play, you know, in 12, 13, 14 weeks of the regular season and beyond. Just to have that depth so these guys don't have to play 65, 70 snaps a game. I think J.R. Singleton's going to be huge dead end spot. I think he is a guy who can swing either way, but I really like his ability to, to make plays out there, to, to hold firm. I think he's going to have a terrific, terrific season. But the other players you mentioned, too, uh, you know, with Orange, you know, and and even Howard Brown. But Onyetum is the guy who's another multi-positional guy in that defensive front that gives him really – he's played a lot of nose this year. I know so far, seeing him on the outside, I think his athletic ability and his just ability to get off blocks I think is going to be huge. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. The defensive line is extremely deep. Probably, it may be one of the deepest rooms we have on the team. Is that there is so much talent in that room right now? Man, do I love hearing that because that's where you need depth. And yeah. uh, MJ, MJ Anderson, another guy that we didn't mention, a defensive yes. end. He's going to help us too. I cannot Azugo. When you, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's something. I'm Easy Agu. Get up and pick this up. <laughs> Easy Agu. When you see this kid, he is a basketball player. He hasn't played much football. He is an absolutely freak athlete. You know, he's a little bit bigger than Will McDonald, but there is someone tutoring mm-hmm. underneath Will McDonald this year, which is awesome for us. So he is someone that you, we all need to pay attention to that I think is going to be a really, really good football player in the future for us. So just a new freshman coming in, but he will see snaps this year in the pass rush. You know, and I don't think we're going to have to see uh, a guy like the great Nick Leaders play 110 snaps in a football ball game. <laughs> yeah. I think he did at Texas Tech a few years ago. You know, uh, God yeah. bless him. <laughs> oh, God he bless him. As, as a young player at that point, too. Let's never see that again. But thank you, Nick, for doing it. Linebackers, guys, uh, I, I love what I'm seeing. From Colby Reader, man, just same size as Mike Rose, moves around like Mike Rose. Just really excited about him. Excited for a healthy Orion Vance. And now a uh, Gary Vaughn with experience. The question might be a little bit the who's going to be the twos, but I, I really like that starting linebacking unit. And they're, you know, Tyson Veit's done such a good job with that group through the years. I really expect this to be a good linebacking group. Orion Vance is the key to this defense. He has to stay healthy. And, and the reason is Gary Vaughn on the outside is an outstanding football player. He is a natural outside linebacker and he's playing the will spot he will move in he's a he's a good middle linebacker but his size limits him a little bit on the inside and 
Well, Ryan Vance is a very, very good football player. That was probably underrated when he announced he was coming back again for his COVID year because he is a big part of this defense on the center. And like you said, Colby Reader, he's Mike Rose. You know, he just yeah. is. You watch him, you think it's Mike Rose on the field still. So those starting three are going to be really solid def or uh, linebacker for us. Uh, but again, Ryan Vance, to keep that and the guys in the natural positions, he has to stay healthy this year. Right, because you know, you look who's backing up Orion right now. Obviously, Gary could move over there if they needed to, but Miles Mendelson, who they have great hopes for, but he doesn't have that size to be that that guy, uh, 260 pounds like Orion is right now. Uh, in you know, Will McLaughlin, another guy, young guy, couple really good guys going forward, but. I think not just the physical play and the experience that Orion has, but the leadership, I think he's shown on that defensive side of the ball. He's the captain of that defense. I don't think there's any question about that. Guys, it's really fun to watch uh, Matt Capone work with those corners. And, you know, I basically feel like we have three starters at, at corner. Now, two of them are going to start, but, you know, Purchase, Tavon Kyle, TJ Tampa, to me, those guys are all starting cornerbacks in the Big 12. And, and then you got a young experiment going on with Darian Porter that I think is going really well that you guys mentioned earlier. But uh, that's a that's a good collection of corners. You got to know they felt good about those guys if they were willing to move Anthony Johnson back to safety. They do. And Tavon Kyle, when you watch him play, I was, this week I thought he was playing great football. His confidence. He was a good leader in practice. The energy he has. That's a kid that stuck it out that didn't have to. And the, the how high a level he's playing right now, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. But then Miles Purchase, like I said, was probably our biggest lockdown guy at the end of the year and was playing really good football for us, and he'll be on there. Then I don't know how you keep an athlete like TJ Tampa off the field. Yeah. So we have a problem. We have too many corners. <laughs> and I, I don't know if we've ever been able to say that here at Iowa State, that we've got three to four corners on the field at the same time because Anthony Johnson's still capable of that as well. Boy, I saw Anthony make a terrific play the other day to scrimmage from that safety spot. He seems like a natural back there. But the fact that these other guys have come along so far, you know, you mentioned Tavon Kyle. He was a guy uh, that I didn't expect to have him come back. I, I didn't know that I guess he would find it in himself to stay a part of this program, but he did. And, man, he's turned everything around play, playing great football. You know, if we can get consistent play out of T.J. Tampa when he's in there, because physically he's got probably the most talent of all of them, uh, but he's just got to be a little more consistent with the talents there. And I, I, Darian Porter just keeps surprising me. I, I, You think of a 6'4 corner, you know, man, who hasn't really played the position before. How's he going to make that transition? And it's been so much better than I ever expected. Uh, so, once again, depth at corner depth everywhere and i think that's that's probably the key thing about this football team going forward uh is the depth that's there right now quality depth at so many positions and corner is certainly one of those our fans will notice it from day one they'll see the size of our defensive backfield the minute you walk in the stadium on september 3rd you're going to see how big and fast these defensive backs are and it's going to excite you it, it, there's some great athletes in the back end of this defense right now Last uh, position group to kind of touch on is the safeties. And you guys mentioned Bo Freeler a little bit earlier. We've talked about Anthony Johnson, Malik Verdon with his length, and uh, Trayvon Howard, Travion McGee. There's some options back there for Deion Broomfield. And, uh, man, it's uh, it, they took some big losses in the transfer portal at those safety spots. But the right. guys that are ready to step in, I think, are pretty good football players. 
Well, Bo Freeler has already proven he's a good football player. I mean, he he was splitting time, you know, last year, actually getting more reps uh, toward the end of the season before, you know, Aishim Young left. Uh, but, man, he, he's a player. He's got a nose for the football. He's got size. Uh, I love how he plays, for sure. You know, we mentioned, you know, Travion McGee and Trayvon Howard and Malik Verdon, those guys back there give you the size and speed. What a couple of great pickups that were late from junior college that really can make a difference and impact the back end of this defense. And that's really key because that our safeties play a really big part in the run. Uh, most people don't may not know that, but those safeties actually have run responsibility. So they have a gap responsibility on a lot of, on the run and a lot of our defense. So they have to be big and physical because they act as a, they act as a linebacker essentially on the run, but they're still having to play the safety in the pass. So um, again, it's, it's, I love our defense. I love how we play it, but to, to, to have it work, you need someone like a Bo Freeler in the middle, big and physical. So again, like I said, Orion Vance has to stay healthy. Bo Freeler needs to be healthy this year. Uh, he plays a huge part in the run defense, but again, on the pass and, and leading that back end for us. So he is a very big key to this season defensively. If, if those, those two, if they can stay healthy, we have a really good chance of being an outstanding defense, like a top 10 defense in the nation. Like it's a really good defense out there if they stay healthy. Well, we'll jump into the, uh, the kicking game a little bit when we preview SEMO in a, here in a couple of weeks, guys, but uh, man, it's on us. It's here. And uh, can't wait for that <laughs> opener on September 3rd. And we'll do another one of these. Uh, I think the Thursday probably leading up to that game and we'll do them every, every game to preview those, these big games, but it's always good talking football with you guys and can't wait to get a rolling. Yeah, I am too. Be excited. Everyone should be excited. This is, there's four or five years of great recruiting that we all get to watch now. We've all seen it. We see their film on, on, on uh, the internet, you know, on Twitter and everything else. These kids are now playing and I think it's okay to be excited. We have, it's not like a rebuild. We're, it, there are kids that are ready to play right now. So it's okay to be excited about the year. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. You excited, Eric? I am. I am so excited, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but, you're, but you're right. You, know, you go back. I think, Hark, you really nailed it, though. The recruiting, the improvement in, in the quality of, of recruits, the skill level, the size while still getting the buy-in on the culture part, you know, it's going to show itself. And I think we're going to be able to replace some terrific players that we've lost with guys who are physically every bit as good, maybe even better. Can they put the pieces together? It's a work in progress, but I'm excited to see how it all comes together. All right, guys, thanks again, and we'll uh, talk to you here in a couple weeks. All right. Look forward to it, guys. Have a great day. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.